You're listening to The Retail Perch with Shekhar Raman and Gary Hawkins. We're going to discuss industry challenges and opportunities in grocery retail, AI, current and upcoming trends, and so much more. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of The Retail Perch. And like we said, we have an awesome lineup of guests come in uh, week after week. And I know last week you must have heard the Peapart founders and Item Master. That was a fun discussion, Gary. Yeah, it was. It's, uh, I'll tell you, there's a lot going on around food and health and wellness and yeah. all that. And, and, you know, I think more conversations that we were having on Retail Perch, we're finding that there's uh, just so many ways to add value to a customer's journey. Uh, you know, besides, you know, maybe just uh, personalization as a whole, you know, which is, uh, I think if you have to take a vote on the most abused term of the of the <laughs> century, it's got to be personalization. Personalization right? would get my vote. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Personalization, I think a close second would be AI. Uh, I think nobody knows what both these terms stand for. I mean, we all think we know what it stands for, but there's always confusion. But anyway, one of the things that we're hoping to do is you keep listening to the retail perch and it gets clearer and clearer for you exactly how to separate the wheat from the shaft. So, Gary, are we ready to get going today? Or? We're ready. All right. Okay. I know it's uh, it's the kind of time where we're starting to pull our jackets and sweaters out. Hopefully, if you're in the northeast or in the mountains like Gary, but I'm sure you'll have a good time listening to this guest here. So Andrew Foreman is our guest on the Retail Perch. And Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. Andrew is CEO of Gives. That's spelled G-I-V-Z, Gives, and a pretty exciting platform. I'll let Andrew kind of kick it off and explain to us exactly what he does. And Andrew, if you want to go into a little backstory, I think you have a pretty interesting background of where you come from and you know your motivation for starting Gives. Absolutely. And first of all, thanks so much for having me on. Excited to be here and, uh, and having this conversation here today as we are pulling out our jackets, although we're having this kind of second summer right now in New York and it's been nice and I'm getting away with long sleeve shirts, but I think at some point it's going to the jacket season is upon us, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, background. So my, my background was a winding path to entrepreneurship. I, uh, started out doing investment banking, which is pretty much the exact opposite of that. Um, did investment banking at a bulge bracket firm, uh, in Merrill Lynch and then bank of America for two years, and then went to a boutique investment bank. So started to get more towards that, like, Hey, I want to be, have a bit more impact, not be such a cog in a huge wheel uh, type of type of scenario. And so it was an eight person investment bank called Portico Capital. When I joined 15 people, by the time we left, we were mainly doing M&A advisory work and, and capital raising for middle market brands. So we sold companies from anywhere from 60 million to $530 million and everything in between. And I, you know, I always had the thought and the passion for doing something that also made a good mark on, on this world. And I, did that in kind of in, in my investment banking life. I started a nonprofit uh, as well while I was doing the investment banking piece. So I kind of kept it separate church and state, if you will, where I was doing, you know, my investment banking, paying the bills, trying to make money on my own, but then also running a nonprofit, uh, a tiny nonprofit here in New York, um, where we were promoting literacy in Africa and sending books across the ocean over to uh, Jamestown, Ghana, where we ran an after-school program with kids in Ghana in an, in an NYU study abroad program as well that was wow. there um, doing that. So exciting stuff there. And But I was really hoping that at some point in my career, I could combine those two efforts and, and not have two separate 
lives in in that sense and and really work on something that I was truly truly passionate about that could first and foremost definitely make money I'm definitely capitalist from that standpoint want to be able to make money and I think that in if you are making money and you can have a sustained impact while making money that will allow you to make that impact so much greater right because I right. learned as the C, as this treasurer of the, of the nonprofit begging for money is not sustainable, right? <laughs> you need to be able to create your own money um, yeah. at, at some point. And so how can you, how can you make that happen? And uh, I think, you know, I've kind of fallen into it now here with, with gives, but I went back to business school to kind of make that transition. Um, people go back to business school for all sorts of reasons. I wanted to make the transition from finance into I didn't think it was going to be this early stage entrepreneurship. I thought I was going to join a mission-driven startup of some kind that had already kind of taken off. But lo and behold, they ask you, what are you going to do with this one in precious life a million times? And so I started my own company called Gibbs coming out of business school. And we pivoted about two years ago into what we do now, which is donation incentives for brands. And we can certainly get into, into more of that. But that's the history as to where, where I'm coming from. Nice, nice. So two years ago, so what caused the pivot? Two things caused the pivot. One, the the gut feeling that, hey, what we're doing right now is not a long-term rocket mm. ship, right? I think that was there, right? I hate it. I didn't want, I couldn't even admit it at the time, but right. it was there. But two, which really made it easy was like, hey, I'm a math guy. I was a math major in college, math and, and economics major. And, and I said, you know, if we have the data to show not only that that is not there, but it, there is something else more exciting here, <laughs> then, then that's what we can, then, then we can pivot. And so we ran two. So, so we had this, the, the first business was a Venmo for charity. So we had this platform where you could donate your own money to any charity that you want in the United States, have all your tax deductible receipts in one place, donate to anybody. And, and this came out of the pain from, from my standpoint where friends would want to donate to my charity, but they didn't want to use my quote unquote crappy website and they didn't have access to their credit card or they just wanted to Venmo me. Right. right. And that was, then I was like, okay, well there should be some platform that just does that. Right. So we built that platform. We had some early traction, but again, the gut feeling was like, this was not taking off in the way that it should in mm. order to really be viable long-term. Right. And so we had two brands come to us and say, Hey, we want to give people credit on your platform instead of a discount. So we've been running these $50 at $50 off discounts on Facebook. They're working, but we want to try $50 to give to a charity of your choice instead. Mm. And like, that's really hard to execute on. But what if we just give them $50 in gives credit, you know, <laughs> um, and like, could that work? And I was like, great, let's try it. Right. Uh, this like, is like a gift wallet where you accumulate gift money that you have to only you, send to charity. Yeah. You can only give it to a charity. Okay. And so they ran an AB test on Facebook and they did their normal creative. Here's $50 off. And then mm -hmm. the second AB test was, Hey, here's $50 to give to any charity you want. If you sign up for our services right now, 20% mm -hmm. lift in conversion rate, Wow, wow. $50 to give to charity. And I was wow. like, Whoa. And then I had a friend who ran a handbag company. I said, Hey, look at these results. I had access to their Facebook. So I was like, look at these results that, that these guys are having. Can you do, can you try a, to send a coupon code out like uh, via email? Let's do an email AB test. Same thing. Here's a specific coupon code for $40 off handbag, specific coupon code for $40 to give to a charity of your choice. If you use that coupon, 18% lift. Oh, better than a discount, better wow. than a discount. And I was like, okay. 
pivot the company, whole thing. <laughs> Immediately, this is what we do now. This is what we're meant to do. And and that was the that was the aha moment. So hang on. So let me let me spell this out. So instead of giving a discount, the brand instead says, Hey, I'll put the ten dollars towards a charity and you get to choose where which charity that goes to. Correct. Got it. Correct. Okay. And then how how do you maintain you know a list of, of charities that you can interact with or validate that it's a true charity so we we were initially back then we were doing that all we that was part of our business model right so we've been doing this for years at, at this point and we know the irs publishes this this database every single month and and so we had a change file with the irs database and do it all that way we actually ended up forming a good partnership with the paypal giving fund who has over one hundred and seventy five thousand charities that they've vetted even a little bit extra and now we disperse solely through the PayPal giving fund. We're working to add all the rest of the charities as well via our old methods. But this is this is something that now we've created an automatic disbursement to over 175,000 different charities um, that's updated daily. Wow. So there are dozens that are being removed on a daily basis and hundreds being added on a daily basis. So Wow. So where, where are you getting traction, Andrew? What types of brands or what types of retail or retail sectors are, are really uh, running with this? So my initial thesis, because the first two were, were, it was a handbag company and it was a high end. So I was like, okay, luxury, right? Any place where price doesn't matter too much, right? Like people are like, okay, like 50, they're getting, you know, the $50 discount doesn't matter as much. So that was my initial thought. And then I was like, our first big break came when somebody at H&M had seen this at, at one of the luxury brands. And they said, hey, like we want to try this for our loyalty program. We've sent out, so many emails that all have discounts in them. And if we ever send an email that doesn't have a discount in it, it converts at one fourth the, the rate that, the, that yeah. any of the emails with discounts do. So we need to send an email that converts like a discount, but doesn't actually have a discount code in it. Can we try something like Gibbs? Like spend over $60, get $10 to give to a charity of your choice. And I was nervous because I was like, H&M's not this luxury brand that people are spending $500 and get $50 right. off there. Like, this is like a $60 AOV. And, and, and is that going to be okay? Worked exactly as we drew it up, right? It said it, it actually performed, in, in their words, immaterially better, still better, but immaterially better. So the same as a discount but it didn't have a discount code in it. And so people were buying at full price if they pulled the discount code from somewhere else, okay, but they had to spend over $60 and then they got their $10 to give to charity. And then the key for them was they're targeting, you know, this younger generations and that email that they sent out to people that said, hey, here's your $10 to give to a charity that you care about was the most open email that H&M had sent period that year. <laughs> um, are there interesting, wow. is, are there tax implications for the brand that's supporting this gift card discount? Yeah. So the, the tax implications are so, so it's interesting on, on this side, it's beneficial for the brand to do it right. this way uh, in terms of they book a lot more revenue, right? If you're, you're, you're booking 10 more dollars revenue every single time somebody's doing this versus a 10, $10 off type of deal. And then in, because it's just a gift that you're giving to people, they, they didn't like buy this $10 donation or anything like that. They didn't buy a gift card for services. You are just mm -hmm. giving them $10 to give to whatever charity they want. It can expire in whatever time frame you want. So generally it expires after 14 days. And so Got if you it. have half the people that actually do it, but half the people that don't, great. It only costs you, it's a bigger ROI for you. It only costs you $5 on the, on the outset. Half the people didn't, you know, didn't do it, but the people that did do it, you know, H&M donated $150,000 in six days. 
to 4,000 different charities that their customers chose. And, and we were able to power all of that for them. Wow. Interesting. That's, that's fascinating. And I'm, you know, wondering, you know, if there's any supermarket grocers listening to this, they would think about this, you know, because I think when you discount stuff, obviously it has an impact on how your brand is viewed as opposed to, so I, you know, yeah. I see a double impact here, right? One is you're not cheapening your brand by giving discounts. Definitely. Second, you're actually adding a element of good works, right? Where the customer feels that now if I buy this, I'm actually contributing to something. It's kind of like how these shoe companies did, right? You, totally. you buy a pair of shoes and we'll donate a pair of shoes to somebody else. It's kind of, uh, yeah, and you're totally. giving the power in the hands of the consumer to figure out what they want to support as opposed to a fixed list of charities, right? That's right. And I think that power of being so genuine and saying like, yes, we stand for it. You know, some, some brands will come to me and say, hey, it's either one or one or the other. They're like, hey, like, I don't want to just be this brand that just supports pride on pride month and pop up out of, out of nowhere to like do something good. And I'm like, well, here's the deal. You care about what your customers care about. Right. So this is a perfect way to just say, you don't have to have some long standing. Oh, we donate a pair of shoes or a pair of glasses or a pair of socks. We care. We've always stood for what our customers stand for. And now we're just putting our money where our mouth is. Right. Um, and, right. and, and, and actually now you're seeing even like a Tom's, for example, they're, they've stepped away from the, okay, you buy a pair of shoes, we donate a pair of shoes. Now, if you buy a pair of shoes at Tom's, they give you six options. Where do you want to have an impact? Do you want to donate shoes or do you want to actually help the right. environment? Um, you know, and that kind of deal. So I think you're starting to see this, this trend coming and we're just trying to get out in front of yeah, it. In and fact, I just uh, ordered a pair of glasses for myself the other day. And there was like, you do this, we'll donate a pair of glasses to a country of your choice yeah. right, type of thing. And I, you know, I think it. social good, I think there's lots of companies Love that it. want to do that. It's terrific. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're totally right to point out the the brand implications in discounting, right? I mean, I think this was something that for years has been qualitatively felt where people are like, oh, like, yeah, if you discount too much, like JCPenney, you're going to go out of business. Or if you don't discount at all, like Apple and have a really great product, they're the pinnacle of like, yeah, like they, you never get an Apple discount and you just keep paying full price. Right. And then like they built a brand. Um, But now that with at least on, on, the, on the Shopify piece where, where we play, there's a bunch of analytics tools that show you, hey, the people that came in last Black, like Black Friday, Cyber Monday on my mind right now because it's coming up. Black Friday, last Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we had, you know, our best day ever. But if you dig into that and you look at all the people that bought it 50% off and how much they've spent now, 11 months later, none of them have come back. All right. right. That's not good. That's not good. They, 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 you know, you're, you're, they, maybe they come back this year. Hopefully they come back this year at another 50% off. But yeah, yeah. Most of these are cherry pickers, right? They're like, yeah. you know, they're just yeah. waiting for the deal. I totally, completely yeah. agree. Yeah. And so yeah. that's, that's not what you want. You want to try to get somebody. Yeah, yeah. And the conversion from that into a loyal customer is very, very low, right? Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think this absolutely plays shaker in our world of, you know, grocery or consumer goods retail. Yeah, uh, you know, in a couple of ways, I, I think for the CPG brands, it's a way to set themselves apart and differentiate themselves from everyone else, right? That's giving you know ten cents off or fifty cents off or whatever. Uh, this is a more unique way to go to market. Uh, also, you know, I'll share with you one of the things I did back when I was still a practicing retailer. We did a uh, donation program to a local school uh, based on private label. 
product, right? Mm -hmm. So I donated a portion percentage of private okay. label sales over a certain time period to the school to build a new uh, playground or something and incredibly successful. Right, yeah. right. And I think a number of retailers do operate like school rewards and they'll donate to yes. their local community. And I'm even thinking, you know, it's, you know, with all this inflation and prices going up, creating like a grocery bucks kind of program where, you know, a grocer could put money in and, you know, People could qualify for that and could pay for some of their groceries as part of the whole thing. Yeah, I think it's it's terrific. So, so to tell me, how, how do you protect the the? So you said the wallet itself has some kind of, you know, each each gift credit you earn has some kind of expiry date associated with it, right? And so you have to be forced to go back in and give that money in. That's right. use it effectively, right? That's right. And 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 part of that is, you know we want people to actively think about, especially people that maybe haven't donated in a couple of years right. or whatever it may be. And they're like, Hey, like, you know, Oh, I forgot. I used to volunteer at this, at this, you know, at this particular charity. I wonder if they're in there and they type it in. They're like, yeah, okay. I can actually donate. Even if it's just 50 cents, it's just think getting them to think about it and take that action and then have that good feeling associated with it. I always, I always give the example of like, I think Whole Foods used to do it in terms of groceries, but like CVS and 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 Dwayne Reed are like notorious here in New York for doing the like, hey, you came in to buy twelve dollars and thirty seven cents worth of stuff, and then you go in and they're like, hey, do you want to donate an extra sixty three cents to this one charity? You right. don't remember the name of the charity. You donate the sixty three cents. You don't even get a, any sort of confirmation, nothing, and then you just you feel like you got like hit up for something, and people were in line watching you, so you felt guilty. You said yes. That right. is like a reason for people to buy that stuff online instead of going to the stores. Not a good experience from the thousands of people I've talked to about this. Right. And so what I'm, what I've taught, what I would say is like, hey, you go into CVS instead, and there's a sign that says, hey, if you spend fifty dollars today in CVS, we'll give you five bucks to give to a charity of your choice, or we'll give you a dollar to give to a charity of your choice. Right. Now it's flipped on its head where you're not getting hit up for that extra sixty-three cents. But you came in maybe only to spend $12.37, but you end up spending 70 bucks because you easily can. And you you just had to think about what else do I need to buy here today? And it's a much, much better feeling. Then you have this money that you get to give to charity. If you don't care about it, you forget about it, it expires. But if you do care, you donate that money and maybe you tell somebody about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a perfect idea. So how do you protect this? So, so when somebody signs up, they create kind of an account on gives where they can store their gift credit, I guess. Yeah. So, so there's a couple of different ways. We tried to make it now as streamlined as possible. So back in the, in the early test days, right? Like people were getting, like they had their own accounts on gives and, and we still have that infrastructure built, but it's now stowed away. And so people do have their, their own profiles on gives, but they're not really accessing them at this moment. Right now it's purchase by purchase. So you make a, you make a qualifying purchase, you go to Terez and spend over $300 on, online on their store, you get 20 bucks, a real $20 to give to whatever charity that you want to give to that, that shows up right on the thank you confirmation page. And you're able to donate right there. We're actually building. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's tied in with the transaction. Tied in with the transaction. And, and it doesn't have to Got be it. a transaction. It can be, you know, we had a high-end tequila brand that said, you know, post a picture of yourself enjoying, you know, our tequila and, and, and use, a specific hashtag so that we can find you and we'll DM you 10 bucks to give to a charity of your choice. Right. <laughs> um, so, but, it. but it's like, in, it's immediate right now. And, and. Got it. So, so it's not aggregated in one spot. 
It's 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 okay. Retailer it's by retailer integrated yeah. into the different retailers or brands, uh, ecom sites, and That's yeah, right. and and it is ultimately going to be linked via email as your as your unique identifier. So you get a receipt after. So so to close the loop, you spend this three hundred dollars at Terra's, you get twenty dollars to give to a charity. You pick memorial sloan kettering cancer center because you have a family member there or whatever it may be you get a receipt that says hey terez is actually donating this twenty dollars to from gifts that says like hey here's the third party validation this is not didn't just go into the ether this twenty dollars is going to memorial sloan kettering and oh so you get the tax receipt no well we okay. on this on the receipt it does say you cannot okay. write this off on your taxes you right not right okay donation. got it um, yeah. but it would be the brand close, to, yeah, yeah just just to close <laughs> just to close the loop um, right. you get the receipt. You are the then, executor of this gift. Yeah, you you yeah. you directed this. Um yes. and the money is actually. Oh, I mean going it's, it's for a good cause. Come on. I think that's that's terrific. Yeah. That is that is that's wonderful. So so where exactly where do you see this going? So we were actually just talking about this in a product meeting earlier today, um, where we have some bigger companies that aren't necessarily like Shopify-esque or even retail, right? We just closed a deal with Betterment, who's on the, on the financial advising side of things, right? So if you deposit money into your SRI portfolio with Betterment, you'll get money to give to a charity of your choice. If you make an auto recurring deposits, right? You'll, you'll get money to give to a charity. And ultimately where we're going with this is we want this to be ubiquitous, right? Across, this is, this is, this is how this is how brands incentivize people to take the actions that they want them to take. And, 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 and on top of that, it's not only, Hey, brands can spin up these campaigns from wherever they want, whether it's inside of Shopify or outside of Shopify or wherever it is that they want to do this. But now the consumers, the next piece that we're building into that receipt is, Hey, click here to see your history, your emails history of all your donations. So you shopped at, you know, you Got shopped it. at Kroger and then you donated this much money. You shopped at H&M and you donated $10. You shopped at Terra's, you donated $20. And here's all the different places that hmm. you've donated over the past. And so, and, and then where we can go from there is say like, hey, do you want to shop at other places where you can donate to your favorite charity? Here's a whole list of places and hopefully people start their shopping there. Got it. Yeah. As you continue to scale out, you know, across different retail, different retail sectors, the uh, data is going to become more and more interesting and probably more and more valuable. Yeah, I, I think we sit at a pivotal place. The, the last piece that we haven't even talked about yet is, so it's a three kind of legged stool here where we have the consumers, we have the, the brands, but the charities, we're just sending money to charities right now, right? And so the amount of charity outreach I actually get which is ironic because of course, as the treasurer of a nonprofit, if I was just getting money from this company gives all the time and, and broken out by all the different, by the way, we do break it out for all the charities. Like, Hey, this is how much H&M donated. This is how much, you know, Terra's donated, right. et cetera. But they obviously reach out to us and they say, Hey guys, like, how do we, how do we get more of this? How can we talk to some of these brands? So I want to ultimately facilitate that conversation to be happening as well. We've done it a few times one off in terms of me actually, they're saying like, hey, we we're looking for a really cool charity to highlight during Black History Month. And I'm like, okay, well, I know this charity. And I can right. So hang on. So, so, so what's your business model? Then? So our business model is we charge the brands. So right now it's a SaaS fee to the, to the brands to be working with us. Um, and then depending on the size of brands, so for the smaller brands, they have trouble paying upfront SaaS fees. And so they're like, hey, can you just charge this as like- On a as per, 
on like right. on donation side of things. And so we charge them on per donation. Got side. it. Got it. Hmm. That's, that's very cool. And, and so, so right now, what's the type of businesses you're focusing on? Is mostly consumer brands, fashion? So anything, anything direct to consumer is, is, is generally what we're focused on. We would love to break into, you know, kind of this more, you know, in-store type of type of deal. And we're, so we're building not only Shopify POS, but other point of sale system integrations um, that aren't just roundup, right? <laughs> we should probably need to build the roundup piece too, because people like it. But, but again, from our, from our standpoint, it should be incentive-based and we've seen it work now in store. We had, we did a pilot with Tervis where they had, you know, they have 17 or 18 stores across the U S and they actually did a nice AB test where they had half their stores train the staff on like, hey, every $50 you spend, you get $15 to give to charity. And they saw huge upsells in those stores. And then the stores where they didn't train the staff to like talk about that, they, you know, status quo, right? Um, and so I think that is really cool. And on top of that, we also got a lot more emails when people were like, it was like, hey, like, do you want to sign up for a loyalty program? 30% of people would say yes. When they said, hey, do you want to sign up? Do you want to get your $15? You qualify for $15 to give to charity since you spent over $50. You need to give us your email though. So we can email you the link to donate the $50. 60% of people said yes to that. Mm. And so that was like, you know, immediate overnight doubling the amount of emails you're collecting from your most valuable customers who are spending more. So a lot of in-store capabilities that we, that we'd like to continue to test out. Yeah, this is, it reminds me of uh, Shaker Rose at the old uh, You Promise program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, you'd earn uh, money you could put towards college and stuff for your kids. And if I'm remembering correctly, they would approach the brands in the supermarket and different brands would help fund those savings in their case. Yeah. Oh, this is this is fascinating. I'm sure you know people who are listening to this are you know wheels are turning and like you know that's such a uh, you know I think discounting is just sometimes overused right tremendously to the detriment of the brand's position as well as totally. you're also getting consumers into a behavior cycle where now you know if don't give me a discount I'm going to go look somewhere else right so it's it's overshadowing all the other pieces that you're trying to do to bridge your relationship with the customer, right? It's like a dog in treats, you know, it's after a while, you know, totally. you know, my dog will start doing all kinds of things because they know they're going to get a treat, right? <laughs> but I'm really them. trying to build a relationship that's beyond the treats. <laughs> and yeah, um, I yeah no, I, th I think it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating. And, you know, we talk about uh, on the show, we talk about personalization as it relates to not just promotions, but really, delivering meaningful content, right? And sometimes meaningful content can also be content that uh, acts you, makes you act for the social good, right? That's, that's also meaningful content. And if I can say, hey, I'm supporting these charities and one of them happens to be ones that, that you're passionate about, you'll feel a whole lot more excited about working with that brand, you know? So 100%. And that's something that we are, are still looking out into the future at in terms of the data that 
you know, Gary, you mentioned it's just going to be, be piling up and is piling up and it's going to become more valuable. Now, if you know you've been running this program for a year and you know, hey, here are all the people that have donated to environmental causes. Let's hit them with a specific email that says, hey, it's Earth Day, right? Like, or like Earth Day is coming up. But then these people have all donated to pet charities and maybe Earth Day is pretty close to World Pet Day. And I don't know, I'm making that up. But like that, those two sets of people should get different emails, right? Um, yes, and and right. that's one version of personalization. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Term, term that, that I mean, I think it's such a broad term, right? Because it, yeah. it, uh, it's really, how can you, you know, I think personalization is any any form of interaction that will deepen a relationship, right? Totally. It doesn't always have to do with, uh, with uh, savings and discounts. Yeah. It's, you know, you recognize me by name when I walk into the store. I mean, I could be coming back and spending an extra 10 bucks just because you make me feel good, right? Yeah, easily. Easily. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Was that Gary? We had some, we had a guest on the show. We were talking about the value of somebody feeling good uh, when they come into the store outweighs like, you know, anything, any discount you could possibly get. Yes. Them. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Recognition of, of shoppers is massively important and powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, this is, this is really cool. My God, my time, time just flew here, Gary. Uh, so Andrew, this is fascinating. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening to this who got their wheels turning. And uh, if they have to reach out to you and talk to you, where do they find you? Yeah, so you can uh, gives.com. Thank you for spelling it up front. But uh, yeah, givz.com. Um, you can reach out. You can schedule a meeting with me there. You can also um, reach out on the chat and, and somebody on the team will answer there. But but aside from that, you know, we're at at, at GT GIVZ, so at get gives on, on all social media channels and uh in the show notes here if it's appropriate. I, I I'm even happy to just put my email and you guys can can reach out. Awesome. Terrific. Well, I, I'm trying to I reached out to you on LinkedIn, so hopefully we can connect. Perfect. But uh, you know, this is terrific. It's been great having you here and it's been a fun conversation. It's certainly very different from anything else that we've had in the past. And, and I keep wondering, we're into our 81st episode, Gary, and every episode seems <laughs> like we discover something new. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. You know, there's, the, there's a lot the, of innovation the, out there. I'm telling you, I'm telling you a ton of it out there. And I'm, or, you know, I just want to let our listeners know if you ever heard of Gibbs, you heard it first on the retail perch. So right. <laughs> don't forget go. that, there but it's go. been great having you, Andrew. And you know what, if you send your, um, um, mailing address to Stephanie, who actually produces the show for us, she'll send you a retail perch coffee mug. So great. That's, that's, that's our give me. back to you. <laughs> I love it. So great. No, but this is, this has been very fun. Uh, I really appreciate you all taking the time and uh, it's been, it's been a pleasure. Make sure to join us every Monday and connect with us at The Retail Perch on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at theretailperch at birdseye.com. Until next time, this is Shaker. And this is Gary, signing off. 